Can you feel it? The hill turns coming. Can you feel it? We'll tell you why. Tell you how. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for making us the Ole Miss morning show. We appreciate that. Can you feel the heel turn coming? It's coming. You have Ole Miss as a national championship baseball program. Super nice guy. He does not fall in this category whatsoever. But Ole Miss being the national champion does push it this way. Lane Kiffin. People are going to hate Lane Kiffin, and they're going to hate on what he does over and over and over again. And that's fine. He's in base Darth Vader. Now you have another one coming in potentially with Chris Beard to where people can go and the, all the attention and all the vitriol will be expended in one direction. And you know what? So what? This is this is what they asked for. This is what they wanted. Because back in 2013, when Hugh Freeze got that number three recruiting class or whatever it was, the Laramie Tunsil class, the Laquan Treadwell t- class, the Robert Kendichi class, the whole world ganged up on Ole Miss. Think pieces from all sorts of people talking about Should Ole Miss get the death penalty? And everything was made to destroy Ole Miss's program to the point where an an investigative journalist at another school actually found some stuff, uncovered, gave it to a lawyer in hopes that it would cripple the athletic program permanently. They actually tried to destroy Ole Miss's athletic program permanently. That was their goal. So they do not need to be surprised that when we survived that and we have thrived in that situation since then, football team went to the Sugar Bowl in 2021 or 2022, forget the year, 2021. We're coming back. Of course we would go down this road. It started in 2019 when we hired Lane Kiffin and everybody's eyes perked up and they're like, Whoa, what is going on here? Ole Miss shouldn't be doing that. Ole Miss should be fine down there. That's the where they should be, fine down there. But that wasn't enough. If Ole Miss hires Chris Beard to go with Lane Kiffin and a baseball national championship, the collective groans of rival fan bases and SEC fan bases, you will be able to hear them so loud. And it won't be because of anything that Chris Beard did. We're beyond that as a society, I think. People just find excuses to bash on the other team. It doesn't matter what it is or even whether or not it's valid at this particular point. They just do it. They just find a way to bash on the other team, just like they did talking about us needing the death penalty when a player slept on a couch. All of this going on. It was all designed to hurt Ole Miss athletics. That's all it was. 
wasn't designed for any reason. Yes, these excuses and reasons were given for why they were correct and why they are white knighting um, against this evil Ole Miss program. Now, it's going to turn around potentially. It's already started with Lane Kiffin. You can see how they react to Lane Kiffin. You can see how it was with Auburn fans coming after Lane Kiffin and how much noise popped up on Twitter and on Facebook and in columns and everything over and over because Lane Kiffin did not belong at Ole Miss. We need to get him out of there. He's too good for that place. That's the outside view of Ole Miss. So Ole Miss embracing this heel turn and this being a villain and being the emperor and Darth Vader from Star Wars, I am all for that. This is something that I just genuinely do not care the outside opinions that are going to come on this other than the fact that I'm going to enjoy reading them because they brought this on themselves. Whenever they tried to destroy our athletic program over a decade ago to the point where the 2018 recruiting class for football, two Mississippians signed because nobody would go to that place because we were getting the death penalty and everybody was ganging up and recruits were hearing it from all directions. The same people that did that are now going to cry morality. It's not morality. It's just trying to take down this other team member. So that being said, I am very glad that Ole Miss is not listening to them. They're not going to listen to the heat. They did it with Lane Kiffin. They could be about to um, double their purpose with Chris Beard. Again, we are a ready fire aim society. And you are guilty until, well, it doesn't matter how it's proven. Because as soon as you're determined guilty, you're guilty forever. That's just the way this goes. And people are all about believing all victims until they change their story and they don't want to believe that. Which proves that this is trying to prove their original opinion. Whatever their original take was, the anything after that will be used to prove that. I've talked to everybody. Jake Crane came on the show yesterday and talked about how he is hireable. I've talked to just about everywhere. Andy Patton has come on and talked about how he is hireable. He is absolutely hireable. This isn't a situation like Art Browse. This isn't even a situation like Will Wade to where with the NCAA smoke that is floating over his head makes him a little bit unhireable. So we will see if Ole Miss will go down this road. But this hill turn could be absolutely fantastic. And I'm looking forward to it. And it is payback to all these fan bases that over the course of a decade from 2013 all the way until Lane Kiffin was hired, essentially, tried their best to, through the public sphere, bury this institution that I love, this institution that I graduated from that I worked for, that my name, if you can find it on campus, bully to you, my name is on campus. That I donate to the Alumni Association. That um, I donate to the Grove Collective. These institutions try to take down something that I am invested in. Completely. 
Now, does that mean that I have to rubber stamp every decision that's made? No, absolutely not. And that would be stupid to do that. But I am always going to look out for the best interest of Ole Miss. And right now, I think the best interest of Ole Miss involves hiring Chris Beard and creating this heel turn with him, Lane Kiffin, and the baseball national championship just all together to just say, okay, what else do you got? What else do you want to do? You want to try and take me down? This is our answer. What have you got? That is what I'm excited about with Ole Miss Athletics. That is what's going to make me watch, and I'm just absolutely ready for the heel turn. It's going to be really good. Anyway, you have reached the mid-season of the NBA season, and it is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's pretty cool. That's bonus bets back if you don't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I realize if you are in Mississippi that you have to go to a brick-and-mortar casino to gamble on sports. But if you go to Memphis, if you go to Nashville, like you might be doing for the SEC tournament this week, if you go to New Orleans, like people might be traveling to the two-lane game, if you live there, you can partake in FanDuel as well. So then you would be able to bet on everything from the money line, the point scores, to threes drains. They let you bet on everything there. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. That would be like, hey, you can take the money line and you can take the threes drained and and you can take the halftime line and throw them all in together and parlay that as well. So don't miss out on your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Now you can make sure and check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, Coaches and Players, Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Also, I do want to say this shirt that I'm wearing right here came from the College Corner in Flowood, Mississippi. Um, they are not a paid advertiser in any way, so this is just a just letting you know what happened. On Saturday, they were doing a clearance on this shirt. So I got a couple of them. Decided to order them. I was able to get them for half price and everything. It's like, it would be nice because I really like that shirt. 48 hours, they were in my mailbox in Central Florida. Now, imagine if you were in Laurel or Tupelo or Grenada, how quickly they could get the merchandise to you. And that is really cool. So I just wanted to shout out to the College Corner in Flowood, Mississippi, that is that is actually possible. And thank you for getting these out to me so quickly. I'm not looking at Rebel Rags. I'm not looking at Fanatics. College Corner is going to be more for my first choice going forward. Because, honestly, they treated me right. So, thank you very much for that. Later on in the show, we're going to have Charles Arbuckle. If technology cooperates, we will have him in segment three. If not, we will um, find something else to talk about. But we haven't recorded that interview yet at the time of recording. So, you know, kind of iffy with technology coming up. So, Ole Miss has a new football assistant, um, special teams coach Marty Biaggi. 
left and went to Notre Dame, which left an opening. So Matt Zenitz on, on three posted that Ole Miss is expected to hire Arkansas State's Jake Skinover as a special teams coordinator, sources tell on three sports. Before Arkansas State, Skinover worked at Kansas and helped the Jayhawks rank top 11 nationally in kick return defense and um, punt returns. So that is pretty cool. This is what, you know, looks inside. This is, like I said, this is from On3, and Ole Miss Spirit is the On3 um, Ole Miss site. So you can catch it out there. So this is an interesting situation to me. I, I, I'm all about this. It's just one of those things that I am. Because I view football teams, and you've heard me say this before, as the 2023 football team and then the 2024 football team and then the 2025 football team, not the Ole Miss football program. For years, there was the overall health of this program that has been broken up by the transfer portal, NIL, and honestly, the coaching carousel, which started 15 or 20 years ago to begin with. So why is there so much turnover with assistant coaches in college football today? And I think, first of all, is the workload, how much they have to do. Because not only do they have to recruit 25 players for their signing class every year, because recruiting has always been a number one, number one A job for this staff. But now you have to continue to recruit players once they get here. And... You have to recruit transfers as well that have completely different windows than is almost a year-round situation. It's gotten to the point where you need an analyst in a football ops department, basically, with 10 or 11 people just to do this. This has become a, such a major thing, and football coaches have been burning out because they have to do this. So that is going to happen in the football market because of everything else that has happened. Now, people are going to complain because it's different, but it's not necessarily a sign that something is wrong in your program like it would have been in 2005. That's, that's not true. What it means is they're looking for something that matches the workload that they want to do. So Marty Biagi might go to Notre Dame with the knowledge that Notre Dame is going to recruit in a different way that's a little bit less than maybe Lane Kiffin did. Because Lane Kiffin is a dual child of the Pete Carroll School and the Nick Saban School, both of which requires casting a large net. So recruiting for Lane Kiffin is going to be a chore. That's the reason it's so much young. That's the reason there's so much turnover on the staff. That's the reason Kevin Smith went back and tried to go home before coming back. Because, you know, Mario Cristobal is also from the Nick Saban school. So one of those grass isn't always greener type situations. So we'll see exactly what happens with the Ole Miss football program moving forward. But they are looking at Jake Skinover, who was an Arkansas State special teamer coach. He worked at Kansas and helped them rank in the top 11 nationally in kick return defense and punt returns. That's kind of important. That just is. There's there's no real way you can get around that. So we'll see exactly how he does it. Hey, when we come back, we will have Charles Arbuckle, if technology allows it. If not, we'll be talking about other stuff. So whenever we go to this break, you know, keep your fingers crossed. And 
it should be pretty good. Anyway, stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Thank you very much for that. And also, we mentioned it, Charles Arbuckle, we could, technology could jump up and get us. Well, it jumped up and got us. Uh, I may have wished that into existence. may have willed that into existence. But luckily, Fred Clark, the defensive line, the linebacker from Winona, Mississippi, number 18 player in the state of Mississippi, um, mainly because this is a composite rating and he hasn't been rated on ESPN, but he's as high as 15 on on three. 247 has him at a mid-level three-star, so does Rivals as well. He's six foot two, 245 pounds. He's a three-star player. Good linebacker, looks to be a true thumper. I think Ole Miss lucked out this time with um, Fred Clark and got him before he blew up a little bit. You can see his highlights here, exactly how he looks. He is going to be a thumper. He's going to hit the ball. He's going to plug the line. Now, 245 pounds, does he have a chance to grow into something a little bit more than we are wondering just at linebacker, is he going to grow into a 270-pound defensive end? Is he going to grow into a jack? I do not know. But he is a small school guy that can absolutely grow at the college game. And Pete Golding has found himself a gym. I'm going to talk to John Garcia the next time I talk to him about this kid and find out exactly what he thinks is going on as well. If you want to have your own opinion of what's going on, Check out his huddle highlights. Um, his junior senior season highlights is up. He, I'm telling you, he's a really good player. He's a thumper. Honestly, he reminds me a little bit of Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste, but he's a little bit bigger than that. That 245 pounds in high school has me a little bit concerned about how exactly he will develop and how exactly he will do going on to the next level. Should be quite interesting indeed. So, that is Fred Clark, the linebacker out of Winona Secondary School or Winona High School in Winona, Mississippi. That is the first player we've been talking about for weeks. Who is going to be the first player to commit? It turns out it was him, Fred Clark. Um, good player, athletic guy. There, The other, just so you know, the other one I was going to ask about, not that it means anything, is there's a player in South Panola that's an athlete that is not really rated at the moment. So he's he's on the list as well that I was going trying to figure out what was going on with him. So, pretty excited about that. Fred Clark coming to Ole Miss, that's his get. It was an Ole Miss-Mississippi State battle. Others were coming in. It was a small school guy. This Mississippi class, okay, it started out at like 10 players that were rated four-star or better in a certain in a recruiting service. Then it became 12. Then it became 15. Well, Fred Clark is sitting there at 18. So, if this swells, if he has a good combine showing, he has a chance to move up as well. He's a, he's a really good player, but anytime you deal with Mississippi, you deal with potential and you deal with higher ceilings than someplace like Texas would have. So I think coaching in college is going to help him out quite a bit. Now, if we're looking for other kids that Ole Miss is recruiting, Jeremy Scott out of Callaway, he's the one that I thought would have been the first recruit to commit from the state of Mississippi. He's still high on that list for me. He's a six foot four guy. He's 180, 190 pounds. He's kind of wiry at the moment, but he has a chance to grow a ton. 
honestly has a chance to grow up and best case scenario for aerial form, he grows up to 230 pounds and becomes an Evan Ingram type um, flex tight end. I think that is his wheelhouse as opposed to being just the really tall, strong wide receiver because there's so many on the outside that he can get lost. But if he can find that home at the, as that flex tight end position like Evan Ingram, he has a chance to be really good. Other wide receivers in a real white, um, Braylon um, Burnside, I believe, um, out of Starkville, both of those wide receivers are names that we are watching. Of course, you know, Cam Franklin, everybody's watching that. And there's just so many good players inside the state of Mississippi this year. So many good players. And we're going to keep an eye on all of them, honestly. And Ole Miss's recruiting strategy is going to change this year. This year, they could be more high school-centric than they have been in the past two years. And does that mean a philosophy change? Not necessarily. Could that mean just, hey, there's better players that we can get in high school than the transfer portal? We should focus our energy there? Yeah, that's probably what that means. If not, we'll rely on the portal. But there's so many players within 200, 250 miles of campus that Ole Miss is going to honestly make their bones on it. It's, 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 it's going to be pretty fantastic. And Fred Clark, the first commitment from the state of Mississippi going to Ole Miss. This is pretty big also. Before we get out of here, you know, with Jordan Lockhart decommitting, and we talked about that, and then the next day there's a commitment from Fred Clark, similar body types, similar speeds. I mean, good players. Jordan Lockhart's a good player. I'm not saying he's not. But so is Fred Clark. And it may is this one of those things for Pete Golding that, hey, this can help us out down the line if we just get the Mississippi player as opposed to the California player. This could help us out recruiting Starkville and recruiting Grenada and recruiting in that area if we go ahead and get this small school player because he's popular. I know nothing about Fred Clark. Like I said, I was going to talk to John Garcia and get a little bit of a update on him, get a little little beginner information session. But it makes you wonder when he comes in as a commitment and Jordan Lockhart goes out, whenever they're similar type players as far as build-wise go. Real interesting to me, honestly. And like I said, Jeremy Scott, look forward to seeing him. Once we get into the top 10, though, it's going to get a little bit tricky. Some of these players know they're worth a lot of money and they're going to use it. So be completely aware that that could be something that could absolutely happen. But this top 15 in Mississippi right now, a four-star ranking in at least one service for everybody on that list. This is looking like a plus 2019 class. And that class got almost to a sugar ball. That's the Jerry and Ely class. So we'll see exactly how that goes. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. And right now, Ole Miss basketball is probably as relevant as it's been nationally to be put on that show. We'll see exactly how that goes. But that is Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. I do want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I do want to thank College Corner for getting these shirts to me um, with quickness. And, you know, 
I'm getting ready to go. I've already made plans to go to a baseball game on Friday. I'm going to see the Tigers and the Yankees play. So um, I've got some swag ordered for that. So this is going to be a fun, exciting week for me. Ole Miss and USM um, played last night, going in Ole Miss and Purdue this weekend. The SEC tournament is tonight. And honestly, when the final horn sounds for that, that is the point where you start the countdown clock for the hiring of the new basketball coach. So we'll see exactly how that goes. But until tomorrow, we'll, we'll see you later. Hotty toddy.